Castle Rannoch, Perthshire, Scotland, December 14th, 1933. Weather, cold, dreary, bleak. Atmosphere here, cold, dreary, bleak. Outlook, cold, dreary, bleak. Not in a good mood today. I wonder why. Could it have something to do with the fact that Christmas is coming and it will be utterly bloody? Ah, Christmas. Chestnuts roasting, yule logs crackling merrily, tables groaning under roast goose, turkey, mince pies and flaming plum puddings, carols and mistletoe, goodwill to all men. I'm sure there were some houses in Britain where this was going to be the case, in spite of the Depression, just not at Castle Rannoch on the bleak Scottish moors where I was currently trapped for the winter. No, I was not snowed in or being held prisoner. I was there of my own volition. I happened to be Lady Georgiana Rannoch, sister to the current Duke, and that bleak castle is my family home. There is actually no way to make Castle Rannoch festive, even if one wanted to. Firstly, it would be impossible to heat those cavernous great rooms, no matter how many yule logs you piled on the fire. And secondly, my sister-in-law, Hilda, Duchess of Rannoch, commonly known as Fig, was in full austerity mode. Times were hard, she said. The country was in the grip of a Great Depression. It was up to us to set an example and live simply. We even had to endure baked beans on toast as our savoury at the end of dinner, which shows how dire our situation had become. It is true that times are hard for the Rannochs, even though we're related to the royal family, and my brother inherited Rannoch Castle and a London house in Belgravia. You see, our father lost the last of his fortune in the great crash of 29, then went up on the moors and shot himself, thus saddling poor Binky with horrendous death duties. I had my allowance cut off on my 21st birthday and have been struggling to keep my head above water ever since. Not that our situation is as dire as those poor wretches in the soup lines. I was supposed to marry well to one of those chinless, spineless and half-imbecile European princes, or, failing that, become lady-in-waiting to an elderly royal aunt. So far, I had chosen neither of the above, but as Christmas approached and the wind whistled down the hallways of Castle Rannoch, either option began to seem more desirable than my present situation. You might wonder why I stayed in such dreary surroundings. It had started through the famous Rannoch sense of duty that had been rammed down our throats since birth. We'd been raised with stories about ancestors like Robert Bruce Rannoch, who kept fighting when his arm was hacked off in battle and merely changed his sword from his right hand to his left. I don't think my sense of duty was that strong, but it was definitely there. You see, that summer in London, my sister-in-law, Fig, had given birth to a second little Rannoch. Although she looked as if she had the constitution of a cart horse, she had been rather ill. She had gone home to Scotland to recuperate and had actually begged me to come to keep her company, which shows how jolly sick she was. I, being a kind-hearted soul, had agreed. Summer had turned to autumn, and there were the royal relatives at Balmoral to visit, house parties, grouse shoots, all of which we hoped might bring Fig out of her blue funk. But she had remained languid and depressed, hardly showing any interest in little Adelaide. Yes, that was what they named the poor child, Adelaide Gertrude Hermione Maud. Can you imagine saddling any poor baby with such monstrosities? 
They hadn't even come up with a good pet name yet. One could hardly call her Addie or Lady, could one? Then she'd be Lady Addie or Lady Lady, and that wouldn't do. To date, she was addressed as Baby, or occasionally Didums, and so I had stayed on. Nanny coped admirably with little Adelaide, Fig lolled about getting more and more petty and bad-tempered, and Binky wandered the grounds looking worried. I was starting to wonder how long I could endure this when things were decided for me. Fig's mother, Lady Wormwood, arrived to take charge. It only took an instant to see where Fig's pettiness and bossy nature came from. If Fig was a trial, Lady Wormwood was utterly bloody. Yes, I know a lady is not supposed to use words like bloody, but in describing Lady Wormwood, the adjective is actually rather mild. Alas, my education was sadly lacking. If I knew stronger words, I'd have used them.